Hey, my friend, this is Dave. I probably, like you, have been paying pretty close attention to what's been going on in the news, in the streets, um, these last couple of weeks. I'm really encouraged. I'm also really hurting and really, um, I've been really struggling to find the right words. Um, and, and that's a little bit strange for someone who prides himself on being a writer and a communicator and uh, a storyteller. Um, but I think something that I've learned over the, these last 11 years when I was once upon a time working in politics and public service and, and thinking that that would be my career path, the career path that would help me exhibit and embody a calling to be a part of positive change in the world. I think since I quit my job and uh, these 11 years later have been working as I've been working as a writer and a self-published author and a, and a coach that the value of words are, it, it's not just about the quantity of them. Obviously it's the quality and finding the right thing to say, which is in itself a really complex matter what does it mean to say the right thing? Uh, who says it's right? Is it right based on how you feel? Is it right based on what others are hearing? What I mean to say is um, taking your time to listen is the most important prerequisite for any expression. I have been listening. I've been paying attention. Um, I'm trying to be better about not only learning my own privilege and bias as a white person, as a, a man of white privilege, I've been actually rethinking quite a bit. Um, I've been rethinking my business, my business structure, um, what I do for work. Uh, and I've been rethinking what I write about. And uh, I've been rethinking my, my direction quite a bit. And um, part of that process has been by way of listening and paying attention to what's happening in the world. So I say all that to say I have a new um, series of uh, of interviews. The second half of season two of this podcast is coming out. We'll, we'll pick up again next week if that feels right. Uh, we're taking this week off. And in the interim, I want to read something that I wrote. Um, this, this is a piece that went out to my, my subscribers, my newsletter subscribers today. And it's my, my best attempt to put some words and language to how I'm feeling. Um, a word of disclaimer. This is a piece about my perspective, uh, which is rooted in white privilege. It is about white privilege and my understanding of it, and it's also largely directed towards those who are also of that same white privilege bias. A lot of what I'm going to say in this piece is very no-duh and, and maybe even borderline offensive to people of color who understand that the core concept of what I'm about to say, um, that self-knowledge is not only about knowing who you are on the inside, but acknowledging the role of your skin and the superficial from appearance to race and other forms of discrimination in the world. 
that was a very foreign concept for me for most of my life. And um, I want to not only acknowledge that, but I also want to put my voice to sharing that with others who maybe disagree or haven't thought about it or are in all likelihood examining their own white privilege and bias and against the circumstances of this time. So I offer it hoping that it is helpful and um, a very small gesture uh, that I hope is, you know, while minute, something, something mildly good. So I'm going to read it for you. And um, I hope it resonates. If it doesn't, that's also okay. And uh, I'm open to feedback. So if I've missed the mark here or anything like that, um, I would appreciate the the help and the education. You can email me, hello at daversillo.com. That goes right to me. I'll read it. I'll respond. Thanks again. And uh, I'm wishing you and yours well during this time. Uh, in the meantime, I'll be listening and questioning and um, hurting and also caring. So with that, here's the piece. Dear friend, self-knowledge, which is the practice of knowing yourself, is a never-ending journey into the mysteries of who you are and all that is contained within you. To know thyself is to journey beyond the superficial, or what is only ever skin deep. And yet, knowing yourself is not alone about uncovering the ineffable qualities of soul, consciousness, or love. Knowing yourself is also a journey of knowing your skin itself. To know thyself is to acknowledge and accept its role and influence in your place in the world. Many millions of people don't have the privilege to even consider that as an idea. It is a foreign concept, an impossibility. Their skin has shaped their only experience of life. They have never gotten to quote-unquote be colorblind and quote-unquote only look within themselves to quote-unquote find the truth of who they are. If you are a person of white privilege like me, and you want to know the truth of who you are, you also have to consider, understand, and practice knowing the impact and influence of your skin on your presence and existence in the world. As uncomfortable as it may be to acknowledge, let alone accept, that skin tone and appearance do still play a significant role in how humans perceive fellow humans and how structures and systems have been designed to discriminate against some and not others. Recognizing privilege and discrimination are vital components of the journey of looking within and knowing who you truly are. Not because skin tone and appearance ought to have such power in defining the shape and circumstances of our lives, but because events, circumstances, incidents, and tragedies perpetually play out that affirm it as truth. It will remain true until we collectively change it as our reality. I once, and to a significant degree, resisted the inconvenient reality of my privilege and the systemic racism in my country and greater society. I could not rectify it in my mind or in my heart how such profound institutionalized discrimination could exist. I looked to the adages, the ideals, the values espoused by those like me, especially in my nation, who have benefited most and truly from them, and joined that chorus that said, 
The Constitution says it, for one and all. It has been written as such, and therefore no discrimination must exist. We are all equal. Part of the impossibility that I felt in acknowledging or accepting this inconvenient reality was my ignorance. My ignorance was born in part of a silence history and a lack of exposure to others' experiences, voices, and representation. Also was the matter of my profound white privilege. Because I never faced circumstance, incident, or tragedy based on the color of my skin or my superficial appearance, I struggled to understand that stigmas and stereotypes could still, today, be attached to another's. Because I only ever existed in privilege, I never witnessed systemic racism or felt the institutionalized discrimination that has been ingrained in our society for generations. I once heard it said that privilege is anything that you can afford to turn off, to not think about, to ignore, or to doubt the very existence of, because you are not constantly in the experience of having to face it. Once I heard that description, my privilege came into stark focus. I have been able to turn off, avoid, not think about, ignore, or doubt the existence of many things because I was born and raised as a white, cisgender, straight, middle-upper-class male in modern America. I was also raised Catholic Christian. I have never experienced discrimination. For far too long, I took for granted and denied and ignored the existence of racism, institutionalized discrimination, police brutality, widespread repression, and the systematic erasure of voices and rights and lives. In my ignorance, I have been culpable. I am sorry. I am committed to being better and doing better. Writing this piece is, like my personal story, a matter of privilege. Writing what I'm writing now not only comes from a white privilege point of view and experience, but it is also admittedly largely directed at other people of white privilege because obviously it's a privilege to even consider self-knowledge as a practice that can turn off or avoid or ignore superficial and skin-deep discrimination. If you are a person of white privilege, you too may be examining and exploring your relationship to your privilege, skin tone, discrimination, institutionalized racism, and how to be a part of the solution of healing and solving for it once and for all. If you are, I encourage you to remember this. The journey of knowing yourself is a lifelong journey into the mysteries of soul. Understanding the mysteries of soul is a journey into the unknown, what could never be fully known, defined, or contained. To venture into such an unknown, something that is so near and so close but never quite possible to fully capture or speak or understand, requires curious hunger and brave commitment. Curious hunger and brave commitment are required because it is not easy to seek inconvenient unknowns. What truths you find may hurt you. The hurt is kind of the point. To live with eyes wide and heart open is to acknowledge, understand, and commit to resolving the injustices, hurts, and suffering of fellow humans, our brothers and sisters of Earth, our great mother, in this journey that we call living. We seek to know ourselves to know all others, to see ourselves in them and they in us. It would be easier to stay silent 
to quietly and conveniently reside within privilege, to ignore inconvenient realities, to dismiss them, or to divert compassionate attention to necessary conversations about change through the application of logical fallacies like, don't all lives matter? Or, so you hate the police? It is hard to seek truth. It is harder still when that truth is daunting and painful to acknowledge and painful still to accept. And yet, this is the journey, the true and full journey of knowing yourself. To know thyself is to seek bravely what is not known, what defies ego, what reshapes identity, what reconstitutes the very existence you have in the world. And yet, to truly know yourself is not to ignore the superficial, or to pretend to be colorblind, or simply default into privileged feel-good adages like, we're all equal deep down, or we're all a part of the same oneness inside. Because that does not affect change. It does not save or serve lives. It does not break systems. It does not create the world anew, which can be recreated when we all say so. Today, for me, I believe now more than ever that the journey of knowing myself is not only about knowing the truth that resides beneath my skin, but in better knowing what my skin affords me and what others' skin does not afford them. Maybe you agree. I will not be satisfied and I will not stop doing my best to be a part of the change we need until every person is fully able to allow the truth of who they know themselves to be inside to be what alone defines their story, their journey, and their loving experience in this life. Until that day, your friend, Dave.